I'm doing something a little different today, something I've actually never done before on the podcast, and that is I'm replaying an episode that we've already shared before. Why? Well, because this one is just super relevant and super timely, and I think that if you missed it the first time around, you're really going to enjoy it, especially as we get ready to step into a new year. So this is an episode that I recorded about this time last year that I feel it is worth repeating. So with that being said, let's get into this episode that is all about choosing your word of the year. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. You've tuned in for a good one today as I'm sharing one of my favorite storytelling trainings with you. Now, this isn't a typical storytelling training in the sense that it's going to help you craft your perfect story for your website or help you write the manuscript for your new book. Rather, this is more of an internal exercise and I'm going to help you write the story that you really want to step into and live out over the next six to 12 months, okay? So today I'm gonna share my specific process that's gonna help you select a powerful word of the year that aligns perfectly with your goals and the bigger vision that you are setting for yourself. This is something that I have put into practice over the last five years. And in doing so, it has helped me become a goal achieving machine. I am telling you, this works. And I have shared this training with many people over the years who have also come back and told me how helpful this process was for them as well. This is a podcast episode where you may want to come back and listen when you can actually take notes. So I'll be guiding you through a very specific series of journal prompts that you're going to want to write down as we go, and you're going to want to take some time to think about your answers. So if you're ready with pen and paper in hand, let's get started. Hello, 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 my friends and light beamers. Welcome to this edition of the Inside Story podcast. And today we're going to talk all about the word of the year. Do you have a word of the year or do you even have a practice of selecting a word of the year or maybe it's a phrase of the year? If you do have a practice of doing that each year, that is really cool because that is something that I have been doing these past few years and I love this ritual of selecting a word of the year each year to be sort of my guiding light. 
And we're going to talk a lot about that today. And I'm actually going to share with you my specific process of how I kind of journal my way through to selecting the word of the year or even a phrase of the year. If you do not have a practice such as this, then I'm really excited that you're here because I hope that you will you will entertain this thought as I have learned from so many other people who also have this practice of having a word or a phrase of the year. It can be really helpful and it can act as a, a guiding light and a North Star throughout the year. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to share with you a specific training that I have shared with much of my audience over the last couple of years. And people always tell me year after year that they they love that I share this. They love that my process for it, that my process is something that has helped them really think deeper about selecting a word of the year and being really intentional with that selection, being really intentional about the process. And so we're going to dive right in and I'm just going to kind of walk you through what this looks like for me. And I'm going to give you some specific journal prompts and things to be um, asking yourself. So when you're listening to this, you might be driving in your car, you might not be able to really sit down and do to do this work, because I will encourage you to be sitting somewhere where you can kind of take notes and get out a piece of notepaper or a journal and jot down the process or come back and listen to this when you can sort of press pause and do the you know process as we go along and then press play again and get the next piece of it. And I'll just sit here and be your guide if that sounds okay. So I just kind of wanted to give you a heads up. I didn't want you to get halfway into this and think, you know what, I really need to go back and listen to this all over again. I'm just going to save you. (laughs) I'm going to save you that headache. So that's how I would suggest listening to this particular episode of the Inside Story. Okay, we're going to start with, and, and I'll just say that I do this typically at the end of a year before we're getting ready to start the beginning of a new year. However, if you are listening to this and it's the middle of the summer, I would still encourage you to do this process because it can help you, you know, kind of finish out your year or, or work through the latter three quarters of a year. It doesn't really matter when you do this process, but once you start to do this, you may want to incorporate this into a yearly process where at the end of the year, you do this exercise and then you do select that word or phrase for the coming year and you let that be the word or phrase that really guides you and, and keeps you focused throughout the year. But again, it really doesn't matter when you do it because the process is all the same. But the first step is really to, to just stop and take a minute to reflect on the year that you're just completing or the first half of the year that you're just completing or the first three months of the year that you're just completing and really looking back in the past a little bit and really examining what is working really well and what is working not so well. Okay. So this first step really is about a reflection backwards and it's important to just sort of stop and look back and examine those two things. So first of all, when you're looking at what worked really well, I want you to look at what are some things that feel good, feel easy, feel full of flow? What are some of the successes that you've been able to 
achieve or attain or things like that. When you do this process, one of the important things is going to be noticing how it makes you feel. And if you've been tuning into the podcast or listening to any of my trainings online, you know that I'm always talking about storytelling and really paying attention to how things make you feel and then describing those feelings because that's really what will help you attach and kind of connect to the emotion of this work. And I do believe that this is an emotional process as much as it is a sort of an an analytical process. So what worked really well? What's been working really well? What successes have you had recently or in the past year? And how did all of that make you feel? Because what you want to do is you want to start writing down the words that are bubbling up. And right now in this stage of the process, you might be writing complete sentences. You might be writing phrases. It may not be a single word, and that's totally okay. The converse of that reflection back is you want to also examine what isn't working so well, what did not go so well, what could have been a little bit better, what sort of missteps or, you know, so-called, if you will, failures. I don't really believe in failure. I believe failure is just, uh, you know, a redirect and helping you learn what you need to learn on your way to the success. But For this intent, we do want to look at what's not working so well and what you maybe need to adjust. And again, kind of examining where are things feeling a little bit off course, because that's where you want to notice uh, the opportunity of what you have moving forward, right? Like moving forward, you have the opportunity to redirect, to get back to center, to get things back on course, or to let things go if they just flat out aren't working. And once again, you want to look through that and ask yourself, how does that feel? You know, and a lot of times those things don't feel so great. So it's important to notice that because we want to attach to the emotion so that you don't go there again, right? We want to stay away from staying stuck and being in a cycle of a broken pattern that isn't working for you. All right. Now, the next step, step number two, if you will, is mapping out your goals for the coming year or for the next half of the year, depending on when you're doing this, and really looking ahead and doing some visioning and really try to narrow down the goals into like your top three. You may have a bunch of goals. You may have a bunch of visions. You may have many things that you're working towards. And if that's the case, that's awesome. But I would encourage you for this process to identify your top three, the ones that are really, really the big ones and the ones that are most important to you and the ones that you would feel the most accomplished when you achieve them. And the second part of this goal setting process is then to really get into the vision of how does it feel? What does it look like when you achieve these things, whatever the goal may be? So if you, for example, are wanting to lose 30 pounds or 20 pounds, I want you to really get into the vision of what do you look like when you have lost that weight and how will you feel? How does your body feel? How are you able to move differently? What sort of clothes are you wearing as a result of being able to lose that weight and achieving that goal? So that's how specific I want you to get is getting into the vision of what does that really look and feel like 
to have achieved that particular goal, that particular accomplishment or um, attaining that type of success. So you want to get really specific with your goals here because having loosey-goosey goals just kind of gets you loosey-goosey results, right? So you really want to get very specific and measurable. Like you can measure the fact when you lose 20 pounds, you know you've achieved that goal. That's very measurable. So you really want to look at your goals and make sure it's something that you can measure against where you are right now. So it might be a financial goal. You know, maybe it's, you know, bringing in a certain amount of revenue into your business or or getting an increase in your income to a specific amount. This or better is what I always like to say. So it's like this or better, right? I want to lose 20 pounds. And if it's more than that, that's even better, right? Well, you don't want to lose too much weight, right? Because there is such a thing as losing too much weight. But I would really set the goals to be measurable and then just allow it to be that or better. It could be that or better, but you know what the real goal is. So making sure it's measurable, casting that future vision and really getting into the, the feeling of what does it look and feel like to achieve those top three goals of yours. The next part is a key question that I really want you to stop and then reflect on, because this is something that I incorporated several years ago into this process. And I have to tell you, this is one of the one of the secret sauces that started to make a difference in the way that I actually began to achieve the goals. The, col- the goals that I just set in step number two became so much easier when I incorporated step number three, which was asking myself a question, a key question. What does the woman I desire to be do in this next year or in the next six months. Like this is really where you get into the vision of what action do I need to take in order to be that woman that achieves those goals and really starting to see yourself as that person. um, It's kind of like dressing for the job you want to have, right? Like if you want to get a job promotion, you might start dressing more like the CEO of the business or you might start acting kinder and and more gentler if you're wanting to um, really pay attention to your relationships and be a little bit kinder and 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 softer in the relationships that you have it really is going to depend on the goal but i want you to examine who do you need to become who how do you need to act how do you need to dress what actions do you need to take in order to become the woman that you desire to be or the man that you desire to be, right? So you really want to examine who is she? How does she show up? What sort of, you know, yeses or nos is she giving? What sort of decisions is she making in order to achieve the goals that you already know you can achieve because you've, you've visioned yourself achieving them? So that is a really important question. And I that's a question that I come back to often throughout the year when I'm faced with making decisions or when I'm faced with taking a particular action or not, or I'm faced with a particular challenge, you know, sometimes I have to stop and ask myself, well, you know, what does the woman I desire to be do in this moment? Because when you get into this future self visioning, your future self has already been here. She's already taken care of this situation. So you need to step into her to really be informed on the right choice for you in that moment. 
And it's a powerful exercise that will take a little bit of practice. I, I will admit when I first started doing this, it was a little hard to get into that vision because I was not used to doing that. But the more I step into casting my future vision, identifying with my future self and seeing her achieve and have and do and be the person I really am molding myself and and challenging myself to become, the easier it gets to then make decisions and take action from her viewpoint, not my current reality's viewpoint. Do you guys get the difference on that one? Because it's really important and it's really big. You're not making decisions from your current reality. Because a lot of times that'll be like, oh, I can't do that. Or that's not reasonable. No, 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 no. You're going to look forward to the woman who's already achieved these goals. And then ask yourself, what did she do in this moment? How did she show up? What sort of action did she take? Did she say yes or no right here? So it's a powerful question. And I really want you to start to examine that and start to see what's coming up for you. And again, in every step of this process, you're writing things down. You're making a note on your journal what words or phrases are coming up for you. Again, when you ask yourself, what is a woman that you desire to be do in this moment or do in the next year or in the next six months, you're going to write down what those things are you know, and so these are words and phrases that are going to be building on your worksheet and in your journal that are going to help you at the end of this really drill it down to this single word or phrase. That's going to be this powerful word or phrase that you use going forward. All right, we're going to move on to step number four. And this is an exercise that I actually lead in quite detail in a lot of my workshops and retreats and things like that. I'm just going to give you a high level view because this one's kind of detailed and and really in depth, but I call this the words of your story. And really what I want you to do is just jump ahead to this ideal story. Again, you've, you've made a list of your top goals. You've visioned what it feels like to achieve them and feel the emotion of that. You've asked yourself, what does a, what type of person do you need to become in order to achieve these goals? And so you're really identifying what your ideal story is. And you need to look at the kind of category this falls in your life. Maybe this is in your, your career or your profession, professional life. Maybe it's in your health and wellness or your well-being. Maybe it's in your spiritual life or your faith walk. Maybe it has to do with relationships. Maybe it has to do with your finances, fun and adventure, travel, whatever it is. You want to look at that category and identify and identify the ideal story that you're trying to create for yourself. And then you want to ask yourself these two questions. And again, journal these answers out is the first question is, who am I in this ideal story, in this ideal career or profession, in my ideal health and wellness portion of my life, in my spiritual life, or in my relationships, or with my finances? Who am I? And the answer you want to write down is going to be in single words as best as you can that are nouns or pronouns, okay? Who am I? And you're going to answer that question with a noun or a pronoun. And then the next question is, how do I feel? And you're going to write down an adjective or an emotion. So the words of your ideal story, 
depending on the category that this really falls with your top three goals, you have, have to ask yourself, who am I? And write down noun or pronoun. And then how do I feel? An adjective or an emotion? Because these words that are bubbling up here are going to start to really kind of help guide you as we move into the sort of the last step of this process, which is then identifying some power words that are coming up for you. So at this point, you want to look back over your journal, your notepad, your little worksheet that you're kind of documenting these words, these phrases, these feelings, these situations, these goals, all of the things that you've done in steps one through four. And then you want to go and pull 10 words, not more than 10, I would say six to 10 words that are coming up sort of on repeat or the ones that are really jumping off the page at you because they really resonate. And these are what I call your power words. And I want you to take each one. I want you to make a list, six to 10. I really encourage you not to do more than 10 because you're just going to get in the weeds. (laughs) You want to make like a short list of the power words that are coming up as you've gone through this process. And they can be nouns, they could be pronouns, they could be adjectives, they could be emotions. You're going to have a lot of different types of words written down. They could be phrases, short phrases, two or three word phrases. Um, and then I want you to identify the, the top ones. So you're going to take each one and sort of swirl it around, you know, and think about this word. Is this the word that I want to carry with me forward into 2020? Does this word feel super aligned to my goals? Does this word exemplify type of woman that I need to become, that I need to step into in order to achieve my goals? Is this the feeling that I'm trying to achieve? Is this, is this, you know, does this exemplify everything that I want in the coming year? And you want to kind of ask yourself, run yourself through that line of questioning with each word. And what I typically do is I have them written down on a sheet of paper, like one through 10. And as I go through each one, there's some that I'm able to rule out pretty quickly. I'm like, it's a great word, but I don't feel like that exactly sums it up for the year. And I cross it out. And then I go through some and I'm like, I like that word. That's feeling good. That's a possibility. And so I circle that word. And I go through the entire list of 10, either crossing out or circling the words as I go. And then at the end, obviously you have maybe half of your list cut down because you've crossed out some and you've circled others. So you go back to the ones that you've circled and you kind of do that process all over again. And you just ask yourself again, is this it? Does this really exemplify everything that I want to carry forward? Is this in alignment with my goals? Does this create the feeling of what I want to have going forward in the new year? And you really do that until, and you may have to sit with this, honestly, for a couple of days. I want to let you know that often when I do this, it's not something I come up with in a single sitting. It's something that I do the journaling process, and then I sit on it for a few days. And I let those words kind of marinate, and I'm thinking about them throughout the day. And then I'll come back to the exercise, and oftentimes... um, I just find the guidance just shows up because I'm asking for it. And the word really does become quite clear to me. There are a few other tricks that I I love to do in this process that does sometimes help me. 
come up with just the right word or select the right word for me. And um, one of them is doing acronyms. You know, I love building acronyms out of words. And so that is something that I've done in years past. And quite often it's the one that helps me select the word because I, I like the acronym that I come up with and I can get really tied to the message behind it. Because on my sheet of paper, I have a lot of words written down. I have a lot of visions and goals. And if I can sort of incorporate some of that into an acronym, then I really get attached to that word. So if you like to build acronyms and you're good at that, you might try that. The other thing is I like to see if I can come up with like a catchy hashtag because one of the tricks that I want to share with you, a hack for keeping this word front and center with you throughout the year, not just right now when you're coming up with the word itself, but you want to keep that word with you throughout the year. One of the things that I like to do is develop a hashtag that I know that I can use because it will help me make sure that I'm creating content on my social media or with my communication to friends and family or my customers, my clients, whatever it may be, that it, that my messaging feels really targeted to my goals. Like I'm showing up as that person that I'm desiring to be, right? And so creating content around that or a hashtag to use on social media can just be kind of a fun and very hip, if you will, very modern way of communicating. So it can be a really fun way for you to incorporate your goals into the way you communicate sort of on a regular basis. So you might think about a hashtag. And so that might help you come to narrow down and make the selection of the word. Another really great tip that I have been doing the last, I want to say two or th no, probably three years now, this might be my fourth year doing it, is whatever I decide my goals are, my top three goals, and I have my one power word that I'm really going to use as my guiding light to keep that those goals front and center and be connected to it throughout the year, is I like to develop a password that I can use that will incorporate that top goal or the word. And I change all of my passwords on all of the things that I log into on a regular basis, like my social media accounts, like my email account, like my bank account. I'm like, I'm logging into that stuff over and over again throughout the day. And so if I incorporate one of my big top goals into that password where, you know, it's like a phrase that says I am achieving this thing or I have become this person or I am this, I am this, this emotion, whatever it is that I'm really identifying with, then there's something that happens when you type that in every single day. It's a little affirmation that you're saying to yourself every time you go to, pa to type in that password. And this has been one of the most fun things to do. So for me personally, my last passwords over the last three years have always been tied to my very specific income goal. And I create a password that is about me achieving that income goal. And over the last three years, I have not only hit that income goal, but surpassed it. And I don't discredit this little piece of the pie. You know, obviously I'm taking action. Obviously I'm focused on my goal, but I'm also reiterating it to myself every single day when I type in that password. So change your passwords, make it something that is in alignment with your goals, with your word of the year, with a feeling that you're wanting to 
really step into with the vision of the woman that you are becoming and let that also be something that helps you keep your word of the year front and center throughout the year. Because here's the thing, the thing about getting a word of the year and doing this process is that and especially if you're doing this like at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, it's it's really easy to make New Year's resolutions. And then, you know, 30 days later, we've all fallen off the wagon. But if you incorporate these tricks and these little hacks and these little tips that I'm sharing with you and you have that word with you all the time, whether it be a hashtag or a password or an acronym that you've really um, attached yourself to, you are going to be so much more likely to stay on course because you're reminding yourself almost daily of the actual goal of what you've set forth and envisioned for yourself for the next year. So there's, a, I'm sure, many other ways that you can think of, of how you could keep this word or phrase of the year front and center for you. And I encourage you to do that. Maybe you write it on a sticky note and you put it at your mirror where you get dressed every day. Maybe you write some additional affirmations out and you make a habit of writing those on repeat every day in your journal. It could be a lot of different ways that you do this. And I would encourage you to just look for the opportunities to put this word on repeat, however that looks for you, because having this word of the year or phrase of the year will act as that guiding light on the days when you have, you're a little off course or you're a little frustrated or you're feeling like, a little less than spectacular. This can be such a powerful resource for you to help you recalibrate, help you to refocus, help you to get back in the game, help you to get back up on the horse when you fall off and keep going. I absolutely adore this process and I look forward to it each year when I sit down and do it for myself. In fact, at the time of this recording, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm spending a little time over the holidays in my downtime working through this process. I've shared it quite a few times now on social media and now I'm sharing it on this podcast and I've been working through it on my own as well. And I'm sort of at the stage where I'm kind of working through those power words and finding the one that's going to work for me. So I hope that this makes sense, number one, and that you do it, that you give this a try. And if you do, I would love nothing more than for you to come share your word or phrase of the year with me and all of us inside the Light Beamers community, because that's what we're doing. We, a lot of people that are in my community, they've already started sharing their words of the year. You may get inspired by just seeing what some other people are posting because Sometimes you get some really great ideas off of other people's words, and it might be the word that you're looking for. You may be like, I just haven't found the right word yet. And seeing someone else post about their word of the year might be just the ticket that you need to craft your own word. So come into the Light Beamers community and share with us or see what others are posting. And I will definitely be sharing my word of the year soon in there as well. And I'm pretty sure you're going to hear about it (laughs) on future episodes of this podcast because I probably will do a whole nother episode once I have selected my word of the year and tell you what it is and then kind of talk you through um, that process again. And I'm sure you'll be hearing about it as I bring it back up You know, I have shared on a previous podcast 
and of course, I don't know which episode it is right now, I, I, but it's um, the one about my red dress, my red dress year. I think it's called the red dress year in review. And I share a story with you about my red dress year. That was sort of my phrase of the year this past year was about stepping into my red dress year. So that was my phrase. In years past, I have selected words like grow which actually stood for an acronym of giving, receiving other women, because that's really the vision that I hold for light beamers. And as a result of selecting that word that particular year, which was about three years ago, I ended up developing and co-developing an entire program with my partner, Alexandra Takeda, who you will eventually meet on this podcast if you don't know her. And We actually ended up growing that program to such a degree that it's now its own business. That came from an idea from my word of the year and from an acronym that we got really connected to around giving, receiving other women. So let me tell you, this work is powerful. It can really help you create and build something huge in your life. And that's my hope for you is that that's exactly what it does for you and that it anchors you into your vision and that you are able to go forward from here after doing this exercise and really shine your light so brightly on others and for yourself. So that's my wish for you. I hope that you've enjoyed this exercise of the word of the year. And I can't wait to hear from you about what your particular word of the year, the year is going forward. Many blessings to you over this holiday season, and I'll be talking to you soon on The Inside Story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.